If you're looking at selling a $250,000 roof, what does your proposal look like? In this episode, we're going to talk about how to design a winning proposal. Hi, this is Daniel Laxtons, and you're listening to the Roofing Business Builder Podcast, brought to you by Roofing Business Builder, the program. If you want to be coached on how to become a very successful commercial roofing company, then Roofing Business Builder is the way to go. In this episode of the Roofing Business Builder Podcast, we're going to cover the key components to designing a winning proposal. Now, this is taken from a section of the weekly wins, which is a call that I do with my students in the Roofing Business Builder program. And I decided that we can give you more podcasts throughout the month if I would share some of the information I share within the weekly wins. So now let's listen to a section of that presentation that I did during a weekly wins several months ago. All right, guys, so what we're going to talk about this week are uh, these key components about how to create a winning proposal, how to create a winning proposal. So when it comes, we're going to talk about four key components, uh, but when it comes to making a proposal, are you one of those roofers that are still sending out a one page proposal, maybe email it or heaven forbid, fax it. <laughs> no, we don't fax proposals. And the truth is, is uh, when we came from the residential industry, uh, it's okay to email those bids. As a matter of fact, um, there's some software we'll, we'll be talking about over the next month or so uh, that you can use where it can generate proposals, tons of them, and then you can send those out and then they can electronically sign. But when it comes to our micro niche within the commercial realm of roofing, you have to send out a proposal that's gonna be like a love letter. It's, a, it's actually a sales letter, right? We're writing it just like you'd write a sales letter, but we want that person to fall in love with you on, in, in this proposal. And the way you do that is that it's just like any relationship, uh, a person can feel like this person's a shady person or a dishonest person. And you might say, wow, I really admire that person. So when it comes to that proposal, you have to have that same mindset that uh, when they read this, they're thinking, wow, I admire them. I love them. That's my roofer. And so what are the four key components that we're going to discuss here? Well, the first one is you have to have that attention getter. Whenever you're writing, if you, if you remember taking English in, in high school or in college, um, uh, I remember this, when you're in the writing class, it's the attention getter. So you have to do the same thing. The first thing they see is the attention getter. So uh, what is that first cover? The, the first cover on the page there it has their name, the address of their building, um, and, and then maybe a drone photo of that building, their building. Now, if you don't have a drone, you can take a picture of the front of the building while you're there. Always get a picture of the front of the building, uh, but otherwise you can also some have use Google Maps to zoom in a little bit on their building. Maybe that would be the right picture, but choose a picture that you know is gonna get their attention. 
Now, what's the next component that we need to have in this proposal? Well, it's problem solution. Remember how I've said we don't want to send them a one-page proposal. That's uh, ludicrous. How much value does that one page look like to the customer that's going to be spending $300,000 for that roof? What's the mentality of that customer if they get a one page and they're going to be handing you over a million dollars for that roof? See, if you're going to be uh, going after jobs in the millions, then we want our proposal to look like that Mercedes-Benz uh, of a roofing proposal. We don't want to give them a Yugo. We don't want to give them a Chevy or a Ford. We want to give them a Lamborghini or a Ferrari, right? So we want that to match. So remember, it's okay in residential to, to send out that proposal. But of course, now if we sit down and talk with a customer, that does take a lot of time. So if, if uh, you think about on the residential side that maybe uh, you can set out this many proposals and you receive this many uh, people to actually sign those proposals electronically, well, maybe that might be a good thing for your business because the amount of time it would take to sit down with all of those customers, you can just automate all that and still make tons of money on your residential side. But on the commercial side, there might be a time in the future we can do that once you have that relationship. But in the beginning, we have to develop that relationship. So this proposal book is going to be thick should be uh, at least between 20 to 30 pages can be longer can be a little shorter but in this you the, the reason why that book gets thicker is then you're going to have all the pictures of the problems on that roof and then you're going to have the solution to those problems so now let's think about the problem is uh you're looking at this pipe flashing the stack and the stack is leaking and you can see where it's leaking you can take your pencil that you're jotting down information and put it inside that little crack and you take a picture and say, this is your stack. <laughs> this is where it's leaking. Why is it leaking? You can even mention uh, thermal shock. Or, you know, it's, once it becomes cold, once it becomes warm, the roof expands, it contracts. And so at the pipes, they start to crack. And this is the problem you have. But guess what? We have a solution. And this is a picture of a stack we did uh, this week just next door to your building. Yes, we just roofed your, your neighbor's commercial building. Here's a picture of the stack. This is how we solved uh, this problem. And so you wanna do this with the curbs. You have the leaky curb, you have a picture of their curb. They may have been on the roof before, and they go, yeah, that's my curb. So there are, see, you're attaching uh, their emotions to this, uh, this this love letter, it's, it's a sales letter, it's your winning proposal. But what you're doing is that you want them to feel attached to that. So there's some emotions involved and you're showing them, ooh, this is what you have. Ah, this is what you're gonna have. And so you give them that sensation. Um, the next thing you wanna have in there, now, and of course, along with those problems and solutions, you can actually uh, drop in uh, the uh, brochures that actually talk about that. Say if the the pain points of your customer, maybe you notice that they're heavily involved in wanting to recycle or they, they're energy efficient type of people. If that's one of their pain points, then on the solution, you could also drop in uh, a brochure that talks about the energy efficiency of the product. 
So you can drop that in, right? Um, and you can down, download those brochures from the manufacturer. And then remember, uh, before you drop those in to throw those in, into uh, like the, the PDF um, editor, and then go ahead and drop your logos in and your phone numbers. You want to remove all the phone numbers from those brochures uh, because you want it to be only your phone number. Uh, because once they go through that proposal, um, if there's any other phone number other than yours, well, it's not worth it. Don't, don't have other people's phone number unless you want to have the engineering department that they could call or something like that. But now, so now we have all these brochures. So that, that brochure may be four to six pages long explaining energy efficiency or explaining how these pipe flashings work better than those pipe flashings. But then we also want to add social proof. These are your case studies. And in the beginning, you may not have that many case studies, uh, but you want to go back and, and grab those case studies, name after name. You want to have maybe two to three pages. Uh, in the beginning, you can just blow up their names, <laughs> meaning that you expand the names. It still looks like several pages. Uh, but down the road, you, you may have a stack of case studies, but it takes time and you have to ask for those. And, but you definitely want to have that social proof. Who knows you? You know, um, how can I trust this person? And again, so if you're creating this, uh, this relationship letter, the sales letter, this winning proposal, then what we're doing here is uh, we're showing, hey, look, I'm cool. I have all these people that love me. Now, the next one or the last one that we'll discuss here is urgency. So we definitely want it. We don't like using impending doom. If you don't sign up today, then you'll, it's over. That's an impending doom sale. But we can add some urgency to this. And so you, you could say to schedule immediately to lock in your scheduled date. Well, why would that be so important? How is that creating urgency? Well, you're telling them that we're booked out. Right now, we do have um, an opening five weeks from now. Uh, but after that, then we have another opening, what, seven weeks from now. But these are the two dates. You only give them two to choose from. Remember, uh, it, any salesman, uh, as you became a salesman, the secret to getting down to the nitty gritty of anything, say if you want to schedule an appointment, you want to say, hi, um, well, my appointment book's here. I have Tuesday or Wednesday open. Uh, which is better for you? Uh, let's see here. Only two choices. Let's see here. Uh, Tuesday sounds good to me. Okay. Would morning or afternoon be better for you? See, two choices. Uh, morning's better for me. Well, I have a, a 9 a.m. and I have a 10.30. Which would be better for you? Oh, see, two choices. So that in everything you do, always use practice the law of two choices to narrow a person down. And you can also use that technique to, to fill them out, whether they're warm or if they're cold. If someone's cold on a sales call by asking them a question, so uh, the, does that solution sound like a great thing to you? And like, um, you say, oh, okay. So when someone's cold, you have to show more value. And you don't have to necessarily even go back uh, or, or show new value, just go back because they may have been thinking of something else, maybe their wife or their kids or their husband or whatever, at the time that you're showing this value. So go back into the book and then show that value again. Say, well, did you notice this value? Once you build enough value, it just tips them. There's a tipping point 
where you could see it in their eyes and just set the pen down and say, well, um, and that, that's that last question there is uh, the schedule date. Once you're asking them, um, you know, I have uh, an opening, you know, on August 4th or, uh, or the next date after that would be September um, maybe 10th. So you offer those two and once they say, Ooh, that uh, I better get you in. There's the urgency you added to it. I, I better get into this right now. I see the value. Um, this is my roofer. I, I want to do this. And so that place that urgency at the end so we can get the endorsement. And so then we ask for the endorsement, but you can see it in the rise. But when it comes to commercial roofing and developing these relationships, we have to create uh, this winning proposal um, before we sit down and talk about our company and talk about our business. We do this before. So remember when you go and talk to that customer, try not to spend too much time in conversation in the beginning. The main goal is to ask permission to get on that roof. They already called you in. They've already seen you. Uh, they've seen that you're a good company. Uh, they've probably watched some of your videos. Uh, they did the research on you, so they trust you enough to get up on the roof and then just tell them, hey, look, let me, um, I got a lot of inf information, so uh, I'm gonna, I want to get back to the office. Can we set up a time where we can sit down and discuss my findings uh, on the roof um, and make sure, uh, can we also, he says, you know, my time is valuable. Uh, can you make sure, or you are the one that makes the final decision on the roof. Yes, I am. Or uh, we'll say, actually, uh, there's three of us that will make that decision. Well, when I come back with this winning proposal, this love letter, this sales letter, this something that's going to be so amazing, I'd like to have uh, all three of you there. Uh, because I, I don't want to sit down and explain all this to you and then have to re-explain it three more times. You see what I'm saying? And so if you're straightforward and honest with someone about that, it's not that difficult to ask. And then that way, you're not wasting your time. You're in that office with the right people that can write the check right then. So now here's the thing is, um, this is just a, a small amount that we're sharing here on the WINS call, uh, but we're going to be doing a full training on July 7th at noon. So that's next week. Is that next week? Two weeks. Oh, it's in two weeks. So in, in two weeks, we're going to uh, do a full you know, 40-minute discussion on this, and we will answer questions. Uh, so uh, you might want to write down questions. But it, it will happen right after this call, the weekly wins call, uh, which will be at, from 11 to 11.30. And then we're going to take a break. Maybe uh, if, you, if you had lunch or something, grab, grab a sandwich or something like that. But that's what we're going to do. So next, that'll be in two weeks. All right, guys. Last week, we talked about NRCA. Well, sorry, we didn't talk about NRCA. We talked about the, the, the crunch in materials, right? that there's um, a shortage in the supply chain of different types of products that are out there. Uh, but what was so cool is this week uh, we found that the NRCA has on their webpage uh, some uh, time, uh, it's like they're posting information about the shortage in a timely manner. So it's up-to-date information for you. So we highly suggest that you check out the uh, supply chain uh, shortage information that's found uh, on the NRCA's uh, website. All right, so now it's time to celebrate wins, guys. Um, 
I'll start with me. What's my win of this week? Okay, yeah, last week I had this win with the podcast, but guess what? I got invited back. So they want me to do a training for them this Friday. So it's a webinar training uh, that will be recorded. So it's pretty exciting. I think uh, I don't have my subject matter ahead of me. Do you have the subject on that? Um, I'm not totally sure. Yes. Oh, I think it's uh, how to find... Um, how to find the the client that you're looking for in the commercial realm? How to find uh, commercial building owners? So, I, uh, but it's it's going to be good though, and uh, we'll we'll keep you up to date on that, guys. Now, let's see here. Now it's your turn to celebrate your wins. What happened? Tell me tell me about something awesome that happened in your week. Lots of sales, guys closing deals. Lots of sales, that's it, huh? Yeah, good for you guys, closing some deals. So that's awesome. But remember to always take time to think about your wins and then look at them as your empirical data, the empirical data. Um, the more you feed your subconscious mind that this really happened, this is empirical data, I have evidence of a success, even your smallest wins. Always think about those, uh, classify them as your empirical data for your subconscious mind, and then the ego voice will calm down, and then you'll draw more of those successes into your life. Now, uh, do you all have any questions? Maybe uh, on the material we covered today, or if you have a question that's about, you know, uh, something that's happened in your business, maybe you're dealing with an employee, or maybe you're dealing with uh, an automation feature that needs to be changed, uh, or maybe something happened with a client. No questions this week. All right, no questions. Well, awesome, guys. I'm so glad you came to the weekly wins call. And uh, again, next week we'll have the same call, and, and then in two weeks from now we're going to have the wins call, and then give you a half an hour break, and then come back for another half an or 40 minute uh, breakout session. On, on how to create the perfect proposal. So until then, guys, uh, and if, if you have the, say you think of a question later, please shoot the email to uh, support at Roofing Business Builder. Uh, if you have any suggestions or questions, um, uh, please uh, feel free to contact us. And uh, appreciate you all, and we'll see you next week. And now it's time for Did You Know? Did You Know? Did you know that if you were to collect the pain points of the customer as you were, you know, talking with them and learning about what really concerns them about the roofing system, that your proposal will close itself. You really need to know what is concerning them. As salesmen, a lot of times we have strong feelings about why we love the product that we're selling or why the customer needs to use this specific product and things like that. But what really makes them want to buy from you is when you understand how to get rid of their pain. So be sure to ask them, well, what's the biggest concern you have? What keeps you up at night? And when you do this, take note and make sure that when you layer that thick 
you know, 15 to 32 page booklet, which is a proposal, make sure that it shows how you're going to solve their pain. Well, that's it for the show. Um, hope you're liking this. A little bit shorter, and it's really cool because you're getting great information. And remember, if you would like to talk with me, if maybe you'd like to join the Roofing Business Builder program, be sure to hit me up on my Calendly. You can just go to the Roofing Business Builder website and then just schedule yourself uh, on a Zoom call with me, and we can see if you'd be a good fit for the program. But while you're at the website, you might as well go there and download uh, my latest booklet, The 10 Biggest Mistakes That Roofers Make and How to Avoid Them, where you know you might be stuck. A lot of roofers get stuck before they hit that million-dollar mark, or you may be stuck in some other areas, or you might be one of those roofers that's just crossing over into commercial, and you don't want to lose tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars with mistakes. There's a learning curve. Sometimes that learning curve will take five years. And I can get you through that learning curve because of my experience of the past 30-some years. But, hey, again, I appreciate you listening to the podcast. Uh, feel free to drop a, a line. You can email me at support at roofingbusinessbuilder.com. And until next time, I don't always consult on commercial roofing. But when I do, I make millionaires. Stay wealthy, my friends. Stay wealthy, my friends.